I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Calm down. I hate them with all my heart. First game of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't gonna go right, right? Like it, it there was no way that was gonna go right. I mean, it could have. Um, we really it almost could've. won that game. We we really almost won that game a couple times. Yeah, I mean, given everything that happened, uh, I think this is encouraging. Yeah, now that the dust has settled, it's been a good like recording this on Tuesday the thirteenth, a couple days after. You know, dust has settled. It's like it's not a it's not like a bad loss from a standpoint of like you know if we would have been blown out, that would have been rough. But like, you, you think back retrospectively. As as a whole, the defense played pretty good. Yeah, the, um, the defense did. They did. They did their job. Yeah, and you got to think like kind of looking at where they like started all of their drives. You know, you know, I'm looking at Cincinnati 34, uh, Pittsburgh 41, Cincinnati 45. Like they uh, three three of their um uh three of four three of four of their drives that were scoring drives. Uh, had fantastic field position. Uh, two of them were in Cincinnati territory to begin with. So it's not like, you know, um, the defense played horribly. It's just, you know, you, if you're if you're starting on your own 20, you know, uh, on your own side of the field, you give up 20 yards, that's a guaranteed field goal. So I thought, I thought the defense played really well. They did a good job running the ball, I thought. Um, they got Joe Mixon really involved. He had 100 and... Uh, let me see. 82 yards on the ground, 63 in, in through the air. So that's a total of 145 total yards. Pretty good. Um, Burrow, uh, despite having a very terrible first half, looked much better in the second half. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think the biggest problem is that, the you know, we didn't play the starters in the preseason. I think there's it's it's going to take time especially for the offensive line to gel. Yeah. It's a bunch and of new I, players. Yeah, I agree with that statement. I do think however um Joe's appendix rupturing and this being his first game probably had a big like a probably the biggest impact out of anything. Um because while that offensive line didn't play spectacular. I, I thought a lot of the pressure came off of, you know, corner blitzes and disguises and stuff like that. And that stuff is definitely workable. I don't think so. I th- they got, tw- I think, 20 pressures on four rushers. They didn't They didn't do a whole lot of blitzing, believe it or not. Um, so, they, I mean, the, the line was pretty bad all around, I think. Yeah. I think um, particularly Volson struggled. Um, yeah. Obviously, they were going against some uh, very tough D-line. Very tough, very talented defensive players. Um, it's just right off the bat with the pick six, that kind of set the whole tone. Um, yeah, the first uh, <laughs> first series was ugly. Yeah, first first, you know, snap was a sack, and then the pick six. You know, I it just you rewatching it, it's like what were you thinking? Like uh, most of these interceptions he had today were what were you thinking? Kind of throws. They were like Carson Palmer. Like why are you throwing in a double coverage? 
Right. Like 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 stationary double coverage. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go throw a deep ball and Higgins is gonna go get it. This was like Boyd on a curl and there's two dudes there. Like that's a do not throw. Right. Um but like I said, he looked better in the second half, so I think he just needed to, you know, make that adjustment and he did everything he needed to to get us in position to win. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> why, 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 wait, why not? I mean, four interceptions and a fumble, that's not doing everything you can to put us in a position to win. I mean, at the end of the game, no, they went no, down. No, it's a whole game, though. It's not – you don't play half a game. It's a whole, right, whole game. Yeah, so, no. overall, I don't think he did put us in a position to win. I think okay, he was the fair. main reason why we lost. No, he was the reason why we lost. There's no question. But I'm saying, despite all of that, despite the um, first half – you know, they they went down and they scored a touchdown with two seconds left. All they had to do was kick the extra point, and we probably were getting out of there with a win. You know, in the overtime they drove down, they get in pretty good field goal range. You know, it's it, that's not the, the kicking woes aren't on him; they're on injuries. But I, I understand what you're, you to an certain extent. You are absolutely correct. I mean, the kicking team is a problem. Obviously, I mean, you you lose your long snapper; it's going to be a, a rough going. Yeah, um, pro- I didn't know that during the game. Um, this is really funny. I go to the game. Uh, they score a touchdown. I go to my, my cousin, and I'm like, all right, we're going to go down the steps because McPherson's not going to miss this kick. We're going to beat the traffic out of here. And then they block it, and I was like, we got to go back up. we got to go back to our seats for overtime. Um, yeah, and I kind of rewatching the the highlights um, – it was Minka Fitzpatrick who honestly should have been tossed from the game for targeting on on Higgins. Uh, so we can we can chalk that up on the on the long list of Bengals players injured by Steelers players purposely, intentionally injured by Bengals players, um, because he was he was held up and he just went in, crowned to the helmet. Uh, textbook. It was that was textbook targeting. Yeah, I would agree. Nothing. Yeah, you're not. You're. He's not going to get a fine. He's not going to get suspended. I doubt the league will even, even look at it. They'll probably look at it one time. Move on. Yeah, we'll see. Um. But yeah, there, there's a lot of issues in in this game. Yeah, you would think that with all these new guys, you would have thought the, the offense would have been, you know, the offensive line would have been a lot better. But as you said, they didn't play together. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing that um, these coaches are trying to balance because there's an extra game in the season now. They don't want to play anybody, any of the starters in the preseason. But right. you know, if you do that, I feel like the first game it's gonna be it's gonna be rough if you haven't had you know a hundred percent go. Right, and re- do you remember in 2020 the COVID season? Uh, they don't have a preseason at all. In Joe Burrow's first game, he looks he looks okay, but he did, he didn't look great. And then next game against Cleveland, he goes out and has a spectacular game, uh, like 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Look great. Um, that was, you know, effectively they need they need the preseason just to kind of get you up the game speed. Like nothing is going to simulate game speed like a game. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's how I feel right now. I'm not, you know, extremely worried about this loss. It was a very close game, all things considered. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, this was a winnable game. It, it, the only thing that sucks about it is it's it's against our biggest rival. If we had opened up against like like Philadelphia, 
this wouldn't sting as badly. Right. Um. So I mean, there's, there's, I think there's fixable things. Joe's gonna get better. Like he's not gonna don't do this again. You know, knock on wood. Um, they're gonna have a better. They're gonna have a replacement long snapper, so there won't be kicking issues. Um. During next game. So, I mean, all things considered, like, this is a tough loss, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of it is just them playing together, um, especially that O-line with – I mean, it's four new people this year, right? The only one returning. So, yeah. essentially, it's five new people trying to play together. Yeah, an entire line trying to figure out, you know, how to get this going. Um, for those of you who watched the – uh, special on and it was Bengal Jim's podcast. They brought on like a bunch of players and they talked about you know how important Rich Bram and, and Willie Anderson were playing together for as long as they did and how impactful that was um, when they finally made the playoff run uh, because at that time they were you know working together for so long you know it was a lot easier to move things uh, through and through. So that being said. Um, Hopefully these guys can improve on that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think it will. It's a long season. It's just the first game. There's, yeah. uh, like you said, there's a lot uh, of good things to, to take from this. Yeah, like everything outside of Joe Burrow's first half, I thought was pretty good. Um, obviously, the the kicking special team struggle, and we say it's again all the time. Special teams is important, and you know, one key player getting hurt kind of screwed everything up for the end of that game right um can we talk about defense yeah i mean the defense played well the defense played well you look at uh naji harris thousand yard rusher last year 10 rushes 23 yards no touchdowns it's pretty good yeah i would say we were stuffing the run really well the, yep. the rd line we you know i don't think we got any sacks but there were one sack. B.J. Hill got credited with a sack. Oh, okay. Well, they, even though it wasn't you know stat heavy, I think they were all over the place. I think they beat their O line a lot of the time. Yeah, and I think they didn't get a whole lot of pressure like you would expect because uh, Pittsburgh purposefully came out and they played. We're gonna we're gonna just quick throw, short route, nothing difficult. Uh, we're gonna try to make these guys make you know plays in space. In our uh, defensive backs did a really good job of tackling. Um, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of missed tackles from quarterbacks, which that's always stressful, but that wasn't the case. Uh, everybody was either, you know, if the first guy didn't get them all the way down, they slowed them down enough for the, everybody else to converge and, and get them down. Um, so, yeah, I thought the defense played really well, and people were super high on George Pickens for Pittsburgh. Uh, we held him to one catch for three yards. Yeah, I, I think all around the defense played well. I couldn't really pick out a, a weakness. Yeah. Um, of course, it is against a Pittsburgh offense that is not I, – I don't think they're going to be very good this year. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, look at, like, the two veteran wide receivers. You have Claypool, who is four for 18, four catches, 18 yards. Deontay Johnson, seven catches for 55. And um, – the one was the a 25 yarder at the end of the at the end of the game in overtime that so close to being out of bounds, like a couple inches, and in his foot's on the line. It would have been really cool if Awuzie had been able to like 
force him out and not have him um, land in bounds. I, I mean, kind of rewatching the highlight. That's that's still a really tough thing for a person to do is, you know, spin around and push a grown man in the air enough to land out of bounds. Like, it's a tough ask, but if, if that could have happened, that would have probably ended the game in a tie. Yeah, I mean, I guess overall, defense played really well. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys play the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm very encouraged. I, I like that D-line that they've built. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish we would have seen more in the run game from uh, – who's the backup? Chris Evans. Um, just as like a nice change of pace back. They played P. Ryan somewhat, and he did okay. But um, Evans has a lot more speed. It would have been nice to give Mixon a couple of breaks because he looked – by overtime, he looked gassed. Did did Chris Evans get any touches? I don't think he did. I don't think he even went in the game. Yeah. Uh, for maybe maybe on special teams, but I don't think he played on the offense. Yeah. Yeah, well, one good thing um, is next week – Against um, a hampered Dallas team. A, a team that did not play too well last week again, or this week, whatever, last week against Tampa Bay and is now without Dak Prescott. Which, uh, yeah, that's going to be tough for them to, <laughs> I think, to beat us with. Yeah. Without Dak Prescott. I mean, I, th- I thought we were going to beat them anyways, but. Um, I'm not too worried about this team. Yeah, not anymore. Um, just because, you know. I don't even know who their backup quarterback Cooper is. Cooper Rush. Yeah, who's he, that? He's been around. He backed up. Um, I think he's backed up Dak Prescott for a couple of years. Let me see. Yeah, he's been he's – been, he was a backup in 2017, 2019 – um, I think he went to the Cowboy or to the Giants, put on a practice squad, came back. Twenty twenty one, he started one game and won. Um, I don't think he's a schmuck or a pushover, um, but I don't I don't see him like elevating a team that didn't do too well with an all um, with a Pro Bowl quarterback to you know beat us. Let's let's hope. I mean, for some reason, we play horrible so, against yeah, shitty all quarterbacks. All them dudes who don't have – we don't have tape <laughs> on. We don't play too well against. I don't understand. <laughs> but uh, hopefully. Let's hopefully hope this, this isn't is uh, an easy yeah, game. Yeah, Mike White <laughs> point part two. Jeez. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, no. They seem to have done okay in the run game. Like, Elliot's – 10 rushes for 52 yards. It's not a big sample size by all means, but that's a 5.2 average. It's not bad. Um, but again, we did really well last week against the run. So, yeah, I mean, have, did you look at any highlights from that game? Their offense did not look. Oh very my good. God. Even when bad. Prescott was there, yeah. <laughs> they were not doing too well. No, they just seemed very confused. And I was listening to Rich Eisen's uh, talk show and he was saying like, you know, they got rid of, um, Amari Cooper. They traded away some other assets. Uh, another couple wide receivers. So it's basically the Ceedee Lamb show. Um, yeah. So like, if they can shut him down, and uh, Dalton Schultz, I think, is also a pretty good uh, tight end. If they can just 
you know, shut those two guys down and, and no one else steps up, in theory, they should, you know, be in good shape. Um, you know, knock on wood, you, you know, we'll never know. But, but yeah, so I'm not, I'm not super worried about them. Their defense didn't look spectacular either. They did, um, I think they did get one pick off of Brady, but... Um, two sacks, Michael Parsons. I, well, yeah, he's he's obviously the the threat, right? Yeah, he's the big threat. Um, outside of him, though, I don't know if they have many other. Let me see. I, they have some names on here, but I think a lot of these guys are, you know, past their past their peaks. Like they got Demarcus Lawrence, who was really good at one point. At one point, um, but. I mean, he had 14 sacks in 2017, 10 sacks in 2018. Those are good numbers. Those are Pro Bowl numbers, but hasn't replicated that since then. Um, Anthony Barr, I believe, came down from – he was with Minnesota um, prior to this. and He's a solid linebacker, but um, that Trayvon Diggs, he's got, he had a bunch of interceptions last year. Hopefully Joe doesn't have a repeat of la- uh, last game. Yeah, um, he did. He didn't make a lot of bad decisions in the last game, but I think, I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, I think he will too. Um, yeah, like, I think there these are fixable problems. This this loss is amplified by the fact that it's against Pittsburgh, and this is a proposed Super Bowl run year. Um, so. You know, it's hard to talk about uh, without, you know. <laughs> I didn't really know what, what to say. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Um, do we want to talk about what a lot of Bengals fans uh, are calling out on uh, is, uh, is uh, really bad officiating? On the on the Jamar Chase first quote touchdown, I think it was a touchdown. I don't know. There's not much more to say. Yeah. Well, here's my take on it. This is kind of my two cents. Is that, um, you know, in in real time, that's a bang bang play because he catches the ball and then brings it across back on the other side of his body. Um, I think the ref that was right there probably didn't recognize in real time because it probably happened so fast that he's called it out of the one yard line. I thought it was a touchdown at the time, but you know, here we are. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's not the only thing that I, I don't, you know, you never know if he would have won still, even if yeah, he got that. That's the, the thing is that it just because, you know, that could have been called a touchdown. They could have made the extra point. Um, but Pittsburgh would, that would be like two, three minutes left. Uh, they could have gone down all the field, drained all the it's clock, like, kick a game-winning field goal with zero seconds left, and then we never would have seen the ball again. It's unlikely, but our defense was tired. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of the game, it's like yeah, they were. I mean, they were pretty good all day, and if you know them starting at, you know, their Pit, uh, Pittsburgh's own twenty on the next drive, would they? You know, it's a lot of hypotheticals and what ifs, but you know. I, I I don't entirely know, and we could have had something worse happen, where, you know, they get the ball and they get a worse call, you know, because that that tends to happen in these games where, you get the worst thing, the worst call ever, where it's like, what are you, smoking, 
to think yeah. you could call right. that play. Yeah. So I'm not like entirely upset at the non-call and then the subsequent non-challenge by Taylor. Allegedly that because it was on the other side of the field and they didn't get a look at it, they didn't have it. They kind of went to the line real quick to kind of run a, a play to kind of punch it in real quick. So. Yeah, I, I think that is – it was a mistake, but, I mean, you know, it's in hindsight, you know. Yeah, it's def- – and plus, like we said, it things could have gone the other way if, um, you know, Pittsburgh gets the ball back and goes down and score. Then we have nothing to complain about. Yeah, I mean I, – I, yeah, I, I just think, like you said, that everything that happened, you know, that caused this loss, it's all fixable things. Yeah. I don't think we have major gaps, and I, I don't think – we have a huge problem with you know zach taylor because he didn't challenge this yeah um, i do think the biggest mistake zach taylor made though was the uh punting with like 15 seconds left on yeah the it was like 10 or 15 clock. seconds left um you know it's possible to you know they they burned a, a few seconds of time at the end of the um like pittsburgh did they they i think i think they did like three or four plays that would have eaten up like 10 seconds of time that didn't really go anywhere um so it's again entirely possible that but that it just everything changes um when you got right. less time the play call changes the defense play call yeah changes, i know I, I agree changes. it's a mistake i'm just saying i'm not entirely sure that would have 100 percent changed the outcome no, I just think it's another mistake that Taylor made during this game, and I think, you know, it's not the worst mistake, and these yeah. things happen. But. I thought it was a repeat of the end of the Kansas City game where they had pretty good clock management getting all the way down there and scoring a touchdown with effectively no time left. Um, so I thought I thought that was good on his, his plate. Um, I'm not too upset about the non-challenge. Um, I do I agree with you. I do wish he would have, you know, let more time run off the clock before punting. Yeah. I also think that they should – I don't know if this is a Taylor call or if this is a Burrow call or a Callahan call, but that third down right before the fumble, right before that punt, you know, it was, it was I think, third and manageable, third and five. They go on the aggressive side, uh, go for a pass play. I would have preferred uh, a run, you know, to keep it conservative, try to get a few yards and then go for a long field goal. Would have, you know, with the kicking issues we had – you know, maybe that's a non-factor, but instead they go for a pass. Burrow is strip-sacked, um, and then because of the way the end of the game, you know, overtime fumble recovery rule, rules are, um, the ball was dead where P. Ryan recovered it. Right. Um, I don't know if they're going to look at that and change it. I don't particularly have a problem with that rule. It just if if it, the tables were turned, I would be very happy. You know. Like if, yeah. like, if, like if Trubisky fumbled and then, you know, Najee Harris picked it up right in 30 yards, but there's no, we're calling it down at the spot because that's the rule. I would have been like, great, that's the rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things, but it is. I mean, it's just something I'd never heard about before, too. Yeah, I knew I know that I know that you can't on on fourth down, you cannot forward progress a fumble. Because there was some game back in like the Nixon administration where a team was like it was like fourth down and 10 or something like that and the quarterback oh i fumbled it and he kind of just basically threw it into the end zone and 
their team recovered it uh, and they scored a touchdown off of it. Or that, 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 I'm probably botching that, but um, it's ended up leading them to win the game, and they changed that because that, that's kind of like an unfair thing to do. Um, so that's where that kind of derived from. So again, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, do you have anything else? Is that it? What? <laughs> so, did you look at any of the highlights around the league? Yeah, I watched a few. Um, let me um, I f- let me look at all the games because I uh, I want to point out one thing. Uh, two things. The first one is the Browns uh, beat Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that was that was surprising. Unlike what you thought, you thought Baker Mayfield was going to come light it up, and oh, yeah. he did not play that well. Oh, he, he played nervous. <laughs> I could I could tell by his body language. He came out and he played nervous. Yeah, so he had a rough game. And then second of all, the person that you said was not a good quarterback um, on the Ravens had an incredible game as a quarterback. I didn't say he wasn't a good quarterback. I just said he uh, – we'll talk about Lamar at some point. I don't know if we'll do that soon. We we had that conversation on the <laughs> phone. We didn't have that – or texting. We didn't have that on the podcast. Well, I, well, well. I have an opinion on um, – they played the Jets, dude. Don't act like they freaking beat the seventy-two Dolphins. Hey, he had a good game. He did have a good game. Three touchdowns. He didn't, but he didn't light up Sauce Gardner though. Hey, three touchdowns better than four interceptions. That's true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. I I watched the Bills Rams game. The Bills looked. I don't know. They they looked good, but they looked like kind of sloppy at the beginning. They also didn't play their starters. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So they look. I watched that game live. They look sloppy. Um, so I think that one. A lot of quarterbacks beat. actually struggled. <laughs> yes, yeah. first. Week. A lot of them who didn't play in the preseason definitely struggled. Yeah. Um, I, I watched highlights of uh, Falcons New Orleans. I thought Mariota looked pretty good. I thought Jameis Winston looked a little rusty. He looked better towards the end. But he again also didn't play in the preseason. Um, that was a that was an interesting game. Taysom Hill had a big big. Uh, yeah. And I I don't know if we should talk about that or not because I ki- I kind of wish we did that sometimes. <laughs> Bring in a spell quarterback to, you know. We have talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I was watching. This is really old highlights. I was watching uh, highlights of a Bengals game from 2006. So Carson Palmer error, and um, they brought in Anthony Wright, who was the backup quarterback, and he was he was an athletic um, running QB, and. You know that was his only play of the game, and it was a ten-yard scramble on a on a you know play-action read, uh, triple option kind of play. Uh, and I, you know I'm like, why didn't they do more of that back then? I guess Carson Palmer didn't want to come off the field, but oh my god! But you, you, they they tried doing that. Some of that happened when when Dalton was quarterback, but he wasn't like that kind of athlete like Taysom Hill is, or like even Lamar, like not even yeah. close to Lamar Jackson. So yeah. And I don't really want Burrow doing that, so it would be kind of nice if they no, no, no. maybe did like uh, maybe a wildcat kind of deal, or Brandon Allen's definitely not the guy, or maybe if they get some young athletic college quarterback just to come in a couple plays and 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 mix it up a little bit. I think that would be pretty good for our offense. That's not what Taylor wants to do, but I think it would be good. I said it before that I think more teams should implement two quarterbacks depending on the situation, the team they're playing, and, you know, how your quarterback's doing. You know, like baseball kind of does that, right? Like they have multiple pitchers and they Right, they have specialists, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be 
I think teams need to start looking at that option. Yeah. I mean, the Saints are. I mean, yeah. they're the only team that's they're the, doing They're it. the big one. And I, I think that's kind of derived out of um, kind of that Wildcat idea where they're bringing in a new quarterback to – the Wildcat, the 2008 Dolphins, they were doing, you know, a running back as quarterback. But this is kind of the same problem. I know I really like that offense um, because it, it definitely creates a spark. Yeah, and that's big, you know, doing things like being unpredictable. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you get far, I think, and and, yep. and make you like give you the ability to win games that maybe you're less talented than the other team. Yeah, and, and I think that's why the – playoff teams earlier in the last decade they were really good with misdirection um you know um what's the word you just used (laughs) totally blanking i don't know uh like misdirection (laughs) do i have to stop it and listen to what i just said oh my god i'm trying i'm totally blanking on the word um just move on misdirection deception it's deception i don't know why i did that um stuff like that and they brought in a number of trick plays that once Hugh Jackson left, we didn't see out of that offense for this actually really <laughs> yeah. since. So, yeah, like I, I really enjoy that. I don't know if this administration would ever do that. I don't know. I can't predict the future, so I don't know how long Zach Taylor is going to be the coach. So I don't know how long we're going to keep that. I would assume that they're going to want Burrow out there as much as possible. But I think both of us would, pres- you know, like it to see – you know, a spell quarterback come in just for a couple plays. Yeah, I, I think it would just be cool. Yeah, and it'd be fun too. That's the thing about watching New Orleans is that when he comes in, they're fun. Uh, because you, you've got, a, you know, a very talented wide receiver in Thomas. They added two more wide receiver options. Um, Kamara's fun to watch. Taysom Hill's fun to watch. Uh, Jameis is just funny. So, they're. <laughs> In theory, a, an interesting offense to watch. Yeah, I thought that game was. I thought Mariota played really good in that game. Um. So yeah, yeah that was uh, highlights on that one were good, and then, um, then I didn't did really watch the rest of them. Yeah, I didn't really watch any any other games all the way through, but uh, one of the ones that stuck out was the the Dolphins Patriots game. Uh, Tua actually looked pretty good. Did he? Uh, their line was ugly, but he looked pretty good back there. He looked better than Mac Jones. Yeah, the numbers the numbers will tell you that. Uh, yeah, he's got pretty good completion percentage, 270, touchdown, only three sacks. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, he looked better than Mac Jones just on the eye test of the stats. Yeah, they they have a lot of weapons, uh, or at least their their receiving core played well. Uh, it was interesting to see. What about that uh, Chargers Raiders game? Chargers Raiders. When was that? I don't even. That was in the afternoon. So after the game, I was like so mad, <laughs> and wa- I didn't want to watch any football. So I didn't even like watch football for the rest of the day. And then I, ju- I just heard highlights on the. Oh on wow, the Seahawks that's game. crazy! Justin Herbert continuing to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, those are pretty good numbers oh, right yeah. there. Um, Derek Carr threw three picks. Wow, got sacked five times. It's rough there. O line is struggling. Yeah, that's interesting because people thought you know they were they had the same Raiders had the same record as we did last year, and then they added Devontae Adams. They did play against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack though, so 
Yeah, that's a I mean, tough, yeah. tough matchup. Adams, look at this. Adams had a great game. Ten catches, one forty-one for a touchdown. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how the Chargers play out because, like, super teams like that where you sign a bunch of players, like, you know, those typically don't work. Hey, Andrew Billings is on that team. Look at that. I didn't know he was still around. <laughs> that's, that's a blast. Holy crap. Did you hear anything about Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes? I uh, I saw they were blowing out, like blowing out, blowing out the Cardinals, and I was like, holy crap. I didn't know the Cardinals were that bad. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes, like, basically could not be stopped in that game. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at these numbers. <laughs> it looked crazy, oh too. He God. was basically out there doing whatever he wanted. No kidding. I mean, he's probably on He's probably on some I'm Angry Revenge <laughs> tour because of how the media was after they lost to us. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of weapons there. I know you don't like Juju, but he... I hate Juju, man. I, I literally saved my rant from last week. <laughs> And of me just bitching uh, about Juju. I, I, I cut it out of the podcast, but I saved it because I wanted to keep it around. And then obviously Kelsey, he's still playing at a freaking yeah, crazy still really level. Good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to be a, a tough team to play this year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We'll see how they are on defense. I saw A.J. Green had uh, like nothing. I he had like I mean, he wasn't in the highlights one, I saw, so... <laughs> That makes sense. He had targeted four times, two catches for 13 yards. You don't like to see him. No, I mean, he's. it, it definitely seems like he's on the back end of his uh, his career. Oh, yeah. I mean, was he like 32 34. now? He's 34. Yeah. Good for him for staying, for playing that uh, that late in his career. 34, wow. I didn't, need, I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, I mean, it uh, catches up with you. <laughs> Well, what's interesting about A.J. Green, I don't know if, if everybody remembers this, but um, so he got held back two years in, in like, um, primary school. I don't know I don't know what years this was, but he got held back two years. So he's playing as a college freshman at 20 years old. Only plays three years at Georgia before going to the NFL. So he's a 23-year-old um, as a rookie, which isn't uncommon. That happens all the time. Uh, but for, like, a lottery pick like that, it was taken fourth overall. Usually those guys are like 21. Right. Um, and then he plays, you know, 10 seasons here. Then this is his second year in Arizona. Wow, it's kind of hard to believe. <laughs> wow. Good on him for uh, sticking around, though. We always like A.J. Green. Yeah. And oh, Carl- Carlos Dunlap had a sack in that game for Kansas City. <laughs> I forgot he plays for them. Okay. And Nick, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Okay, I think that covers today's episode of Cincinnati Sports Review. Thank you very much for listening. If you guys liked what we had to say, please subscribe and uh, check us out next week. Until then, you guys have a good rest of your day.